Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chick days. All yours at Goodman's Jewelers. A couple bucks from the capital. It's Wisconsin's most complete farm show. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Well, it's not just Wisconsin agriculture that's going to feel the financial hit that World Dairy Expo 2020 has been canceled. It's also going to have a big economic impact in and around the Dane County area as well as statewide. Talking about that with Scott Bentley, General Manager of World Dairy Expo, before we hit 6 o'clock. How are you doing, everybody? Five minutes after 5 on a Monday morning. It is already 8th day of June. I'll tell you, we're keeping an eye on the calendar because in just moments you're going to hear Caitlin Riley talking with our current Alice in Dairyland, Abigail Martin. COVID-19 has meant that she's been asked to stay on the job a little bit longer. She'll explain the details on that and when our next Alice in Dairyland will be selected. Stand by for that in just moments. Now, weather-wise, I'm afraid we're standing by for wet weather. Today is going to be sunshine, a warm one with highs around 89 degrees. Tonight, down to 66. And then tomorrow, well, that one's where it's getting interesting. We've got a new weather system moving in. It's going to bring with it... Some heat and a lot of moisture. Showers and thunderstorms in our forecast for tomorrow. 86 are expected high. Showers could linger on Wednesday. Daytime highs around 73, and then we'll stay in the 70s for the rest of the week. Stu Macher, Ag Meteorologist, has weather details coming up. Get insurance from a company who knows Wisconsin and cares about your community. You may know Rural Mutual Insurance as the number one farm insurer, but did you know they also offer competitive home and auto rates? Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more about products and discounts. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. The Alice Dairyland program is something that is such a storied concept here in Wisconsin, and it is uniquely America's Dairyland. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, my name is Josh Scramlin. And when I first moved to Wisconsin over a year ago, Alice Dairyland, I was thinking, what, 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 what is this? What, what, what could this be? Um, and it's funny because actually one of my very first interviews at the Farm Report is the very person that I'm about to toss it to, Caitlin Riley, a former Alice Dairyland uh, you had so much fun going around the state and representing Wisconsin agriculture proudly. But sadly, right now, the current Alice hasn't really been able to do that over the last couple of months. That's right, Josh. This is Caitlin at the western end of the world's longest barn in La Crosse. And you hit the nail on the head. One of the greatest perks of being at Alice in Dairyland is to be able to travel the state, interact with consumers of all backgrounds, whether they have a farming or non-farming background, and also learn from individuals. Because as we know, Wisconsin is a pretty diverse agriculture state. And I had the chance to catch up with 72nd Alice in Dairyland, Abigail Martin, who hasn't been able to go out for two months. And typically by now, our new Allison Dairyland is on the ground running, going to some of those dairy breakfasts and events. So I chatted with Abigail about the interesting refresh to her year. They're extending her contract and looking to balance ways to make it through the changes because of COVID-19, but also maintain the status quo of a program that's been maintaining Wisconsin advocacy for 73 years. 
Interesting is definitely a great word. It has been a crazy time that we're in, but I still am doing my best to share the story of Wisconsin's $104 billion agriculture industry, even though my job looks a little different. I'm staying at home and doing my part. So no events. I haven't had any live in-person events in over two months, but I've been connecting with people virtually, which has been really exciting, actually, and trying to reach people, whether it be on social media or doing radio interviews over the phone like we're doing today or television interviews. I've done a couple of virtual television interviews. So I'm just really thankful of all the technology that we have so that we can still remain connected even from home. That's a good way of looking at it. Thank goodness, like you said, we have the ability to stay connected even during these times when we're physical distancing. And I've seen some of the work that you've done. One of them was where you were playing a game and you were able to connect with people. I almost felt like I was watching Jeopardy <laughs> with you standing there <laughs> using PowerPoint and things like that. Where do these ideas come from that you have for getting this content out? Because it can't be easy, especially when you're doing it for two months straight. I've really stretched my creative thinking abilities is a good way to put it. And whether I'm able to use an activity that we've already been using in the Alice in Dairyland program and kind of transition it to a virtual or whether I am, you know, late night thoughts laying in bed and I quick got to get up and write down an idea. But it definitely has been, you know, always kind of thinking, how can I connect with people? How can I maybe already use content that we have and transition it virtually? And you will also go down as an Alice that I think, although your year has been interrupted, a lot of Alice's may envy that you had your contract extended a little bit. Do you want to talk a little bit about the transition of your year and how this will work now as we're looking to bring a new Alice in Dairyland on board in less than a month? Yes. So I was originally scheduled to be finishing up my year as Alice here come the end of May, but I will be staying on through July 5th, we didn't feel comfortable having an Alice in Dairyland finalist here in the middle of May, so that got pushed out to where we could safely get together with the top candidates and the judges in the middle of June. So the 73rd Alice in Dairyland will now be selected Saturday, June 20th, and so she will be selected then and have a few weeks to transition and get ready and begin her role as the 73rd Alice in Dairyland on July 6th. So I do have about an extra month or month and a half to my contract, which has definitely been a little bit interesting, but we are rolling with it and kind of just had to make the changes so that everyone could be stay as safe as possible. Do you know how this ALS application process looks compared to your year as a top candidate? I know that I was there with you, you know, going on the industry tours, doing the interviews, things like that. What will these candidates be going through to test their abilities of being an ALS, not only now, but also when things can open back up again? I think from a top candidate perspective, the process will be very similar, minus those agriculture business tours like you had just kind of mentioned. There will still be a mock TV interview, a mock radio interview. We're still having a question and answer session where candidates are asked questions and have to answer off the cuff. And there will still be a finale speech that each of them gives. So for the most part, we're doing our best to keep everything as similar and close to what you and I both experienced as possible, just so that they can have almost the same experience as well. 
I know I recently interviewed Princess K of the Milky Way program organizers. And one of the things that they put in their new curriculum is delivering a presentation, but making it on Zoom. So most of the time we look at public presentations, how well can you connect with audiences big and small? But it's a whole other challenge when you're trying to connect with someone through a computer. Have you found that in your time as Alice? And is this going to be another new challenge that we put on our top candidates? I definitely have been using Zoom and, you know, whatever other virtual platforms. I had a couple of chances to meet with some fourth graders over a Zoom meeting, which was exciting because springtime usually means that Alice in Dairyland is out and about visiting classrooms, especially that fourth grade level where we target Wisconsin agriculture knowledge. And so being able to connect with those fourth graders who sometimes I think are even better with technology than we are. And so that was really fun chance to interact with them, though not in person, but still a great way to connect, see their faces. We shared some funny stories and laughs along the way. So hopefully we'll be able to open back up and do in-person visits again soon. But it's still going to be a great tool for Alice in Dairyland, who is busy and on the go, to be able to use some of these more virtual meetings. And another place where Alice typically gets a chance to interact with people, whether they're young or old, is the Wisconsin State Fair. And as we know, the 2020 Wisconsin State Fair has been canceled. Fortunately, you already got to get a state fair under your belt. But what does that mean for the Alice program where you don't have that chance to interact with up to a million fairgoers that go through it during those 11 days? It definitely is going to be a different summer and looking at unique ways that we can connect with consumers. And the Wisconsin State Fair is such a great chance to connect with a really urban audience. I mean, it's located right there West Allis, Milwaukee, in the heart of our state's biggest city. And so there's lots of consumers that are coming to eat fried food on a stick and maybe listen to some music. And it offers an opportunity to share the importance of Wisconsin agriculture with those consumers. So really, we're going to have to think creatively how we're going to reach those demographics, whether that be social media or working more closely with TV and radio stations in that Milwaukee area. Do you have any memories either as Alice or even before Alice being at the Wisconsin State Fair? What has your involvement been like there? Over the years, I have loved attending the Wisconsin State Fair. I grew up showing dairy cattle there and for about seven years, I want to say maybe. And so I spent the first four days at the Wisconsin State Fair, sleeping in the dorms with some of my closest friends, all from Rock County, and we'd get up early and do chores together and take turns watching the cattle throughout the week and just kind of rolling around trying all those deep fried fair foods that we've been talking about. And so the State Fair really holds a special place in my heart from growing up showing dairy cattle there and then visiting and watching my younger brother now go through the same process of showing dairy cattle and, of course, spending all 11 days there last year. I think there's not an inch of that ground I didn't get a chance to see. So really a special place. What are you looking forward to now as we are inching near the finals and we are inching to the chance to bring a new Alice and a new set of skills into the program? I think that's exactly it. I'm looking forward to meeting whoever is selected as the 73rd Alice in Dairyland. I guess I've met her already. She's one of the six top candidates, but looking forward to getting a chance to help transition into her role as a 73rd Alice in Dairyland. And new this year, I'll be staying on a bit longer than usual. For those who maybe know, 
Caitlin and I, we had about a week overlap, and that I loved that opportunity to be able to learn from you, and so we're going to expand that to about three, three and a half weeks of Alice overlap, we can say, and so I'll be behind the scenes really just helping the program get off to a good start here in this virtual era we're living in. I think that was probably one of my favorite weeks as being Alice, too, because it was exciting to see you getting ready to take the torch. And I was also a little bit jealous because I was looking at all the new skills you were bringing to the table. I thought, man, why couldn't I have done that when I was Alice? But I'm sure this next young woman who comes forward will be grateful for that extended time, because like you said, we are marching into unprecedented unprecedented territory. And so looking forward to see how we can continue providing that advocacy for our farmers and processors and even our consumers now as we continue through COVID-19. And Abigail, of course, as we know, we are coming quickly onto the celebration of one of Wisconsin's signature products, June Dairy Month. So what can we be looking forward to as we're doing our untraditional celebrations? Yes, untraditional. Unfortunately, we'll be changing up some of the ways we celebrate Wisconsin's dairy farmers and processors, but there's still plenty of ways to keep them in mind, whether you're in the grocery store looking for those Wisconsin dairy products, or I always like to suggest a trip to your local ice cream shop. That's one of my favorite things to do in the summer, and so making time to do that this June National Dairy Month. Or maybe you're trying a different cheese. We have over 600 styles and varieties of cheese that our Wisconsin cheesemakers make. So when you head to the store, look for one that you haven't tried yet because if you've tried all 600, I would like to meet you. So that's (laughs) another great way to celebrate National Dairy Month. Thank you, Abigail. Once again, that's our 72nd Alice in Dairyland, Abigail Martin. And we will check in with her one more time before her reign officially ends. And as she said, the Alice in Dairyland finals will take place June 19th through the 20th. We have been featuring each of those six top candidates. You can find the links to those interviews at MidwestFarmReport.com. From the western end of the world's longest barn in La Crosse, I'm Caitlin Riley. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. When you cool your home with an Infinity system from Carrier, you can rest easy knowing that you're providing the right choice and comfort and energy efficiency for your family. With a parts-limited warranty of up to 10 years and SEER ratings of up to 21, Carrier systems offer reliable solutions to your family's home cooling needs. For greater comfort and peace of mind, turn to the experts at Carrier. Call your local Carrier dealer, Modern Heating and Cooling in Black Earth, or Kirk Cow Heating and Cooling in Baraboo. I'm Dr. Linda Van Eldick, a biomedical scientist supported by the American Health Assistance Foundation. I'm dedicated to educating the public because it's important for all of us to understand this debilitating disease. I conduct research aimed at discovering new and effective treatments for Alzheimer's disease. This is critical because every 70 seconds, someone in America is diagnosed with Alzheimer's. That's more than 1,000 people a day. Preliminary data show that exercise, a healthy diet, and keeping your mind active may help reduce your risk. At our website, ahaf.org, experts will answer your questions and address your concerns. Find out about promising research the Foundation funds and learn how to live with or care for someone with the disease. Call 1-800-437-2423 or go to ahaf.org for a free brochure on understanding Alzheimer's disease. That's 1-800-437-2423. Who was your hero when you were a kid? Neil Armstrong or Louis Armstrong? Roberto Clemente or Walter Cronkite? 
Rosa Parks or Sally Ride. You're the right age to do something you can be remembered for. Register to become an organ and tissue donor. Even if you're in your 50s, 60s, 70s, or beyond, any age is the right age to donate the gift of life. Learn how at organdonor.gov or call 1-866-99-DONATE. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. If you've ever driven a tractor, you are her friend. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. 521 now on a Monday morning. Boy, I'll tell you, there were a lot of folks out and about yesterday cutting hay, uh, baling it or chopping it for the most part, spraying for uh, insects or uh Weed controlled, out there fertilizing. A lot of activity in our farm fields, Stu, but that sounds like it could come to an abrupt end. Are we looking at rain tomorrow morning, tomorrow afternoon? And it's kind of a lot of rain. Developing tomorrow, uh, you know, talking about, say, toward midday or into the afternoon, and then the chances keep rounding up through Tuesday night, Wednesday, into Wednesday night. I have to mention, unfortunately, a flash flood watch in effect from Tuesday afternoon till about midnight Tuesday. Buffalo, Trempolo, Jackson, La Crosse, Monroe counties, including Juneau and Adams, and then down to Vernon, Crawford, and Grant County, all along the western edge of the state, the Mississippi and Wisconsin River Valleys. We expect that a tropical storm, the remnants of Cristobal, move up the Mississippi Valley. Another stronger low drops in out of the northwest. A system already pulling a cool front into North Dakota with rain in northwest Minnesota. So the rain is most likely going to be heaviest. Minnesota into western and central Wisconsin. I'll have more on that right after this. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Get insurance from a company who knows Wisconsin and cares about your community. You may know Rural Mutual Insurance as the number one farm insurer, but did you know they also offer competitive home and auto rates? Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more about products and discounts. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Compere Financial has always been there for our clients and communities in any situation, and our support continues today. Whether it's providing financial services to our local farmers or responding to the funding needs of our community partners, we're here to help. To learn more, give us a call at 844-426-6733 or visit Compere.com today. Compere Financial ACA is an equal credit opportunity lender and provider. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved. Alrighty, Stu, give us as many details as you've got on Wisconsin's part of this. What's it called? Crystalier? What's it called? Cristobal. Yeah, he's pushing the moisture out. Before that all gets here, though, today is the hot one. Sunny, hot temperatures, low 90s. Could be a mid-90 toward La Crosse and Eau Claire. And the south winds about 5 to 15. Clouds build in tonight. And we drop back into the mid and upper 60s. Southeast winds at 5 to 10. The system builds in from the north. The one providing rain in northwest Minnesota pushes our way. That moisture builds up from the south. Skies will become mostly cloudy Tuesday. Showers, even then thunderstorms developing. It could be already late morning, midday in western Wisconsin. Later in the afternoon, the rest of the state. Temps still in the mid or upper 80s. 
with east winds increasing 8 to 18, gusting to 30. Showers could be thunderstorms Tuesday night, some rain lasting into Wednesday, partly sunny. We cool it off mid-70s Wednesday, mid-70s Thursday, finally drying out. Western Wisconsin, Pam, I'd include Mauston and La Crosse in there. Could be in the 1 to 3-inch range for rain, an inch or two Eau Claire down toward Beaver Dam, Madison, maybe an inch to an inch and a half Fond du Lac and Oshkosh. It will be wet by midweek. Ugh. All right. Thanks, buddy. Stumacher, Ag Meteorologist, with those weather details you may or may not want to hear. Starting off in Eau Claire, you're clear right now, 64. La Crosse, clear in 70 degrees. Mauston, clear in 63. Fond du Lac, you've got clear skies starting off at 61. Beaver Dam, clear in 57. At the airport in Madison, clear skies and 63 degrees. Don't forget, for more food news anytime, hit our website, MidwestFarmReport.com. It's 525. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. As we move forward and business starts to bounce back, Midwest Family Madison is here to help you stay connected to our community. These local businesses are now open. Dave Jones, Inc. is your trusted service partner for home and business plumbing, HVAC, fire protection, and electrical needs. Their technicians are courteous, professional, and follow safety guidelines to protect the health of you and your family. AMS is currently open Monday through Friday, 8 till 5. They have suspended Saturday hours until after the 4th of July, as many of their staff have children at home. AMS is actively selling and in installing products in the home and automotive departments. Sugar River Raceway is now open for the season and the race is on. Go to SugarRiverRaceway.com for program schedules, rental race information, and what's on tap for this week at the track, just 40 minutes south of Madison and Broadhead. Midwest Family Madison thanks you for your support of local business and encourages you to shop local whenever possible. To see how local businesses are operating today or to add your business to our directory, go to MidwestFamilyMadison.com and click on the Now Open tab. Saying a big black bear drink a big brown beer ten times fast could build an appetite. When it does, get yourself to the Black Bear Inn in Cottage Grove with Friday fish fry serving 5 to 10 p.m. Family, food, and fish at the Black Bear Inn in Cottage Grove. Let our family help your family. You deserve the last word. This is Pete Gunderson of Gunderson Funeral and Cremation Care. You want the last word to say exactly what you want to say. At Gunderson, we'll discuss a variety of affordable options that you can easily prearrange with us. Gunderson Funeral and Cremation Care, your hometown life celebration center. Gunderson Funeral Home. Say, have you heard of the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation? Yes, it's a grassroots organization of people just like you that care about keeping agriculture strong. By joining Farm Bureau, you also qualify for a number of money-saving member benefits on equipment, autos, travel, and insurance. Get more details at WFBF.com. A voice for farmers, vision for agriculture, Wisconsin Farm Bureau. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Wisconsin's number one farm insurer can protect your dairy operation from unexpected declines in revenue from milk sales. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more or talk to your local agent about how dairy revenue protection can fit into your risk management plan. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Are you fairly fit but would love a little edge up? 
Are you entering middle age with a slowing metabolism and weak core? MSculpt may be your answer. A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie is proud to be one of the first clinics in the area to offer this new muscle building technology called MSculpt. It's approved for building and toning abs, arms, butt, thighs, and calves. MSculpt works. One 30-minute treatment can be equivalent to 20,000 crunches or 20,000 squats. It's safe, effective, and painless with virtually no downtime. Sound too good to be true? Visit Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie to learn more. Let your natural beauty shine through. View our specials at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. You finally get some sense of normalcy. Vitens Golfland has reopened the nine-hole golf course and nine-hole foot golf course. Reservations must be made either online at Vitens.com or by phone, 271-1411. The nine-hole golf and foot golf courses are the only lit courses in the Madison area. Open 8 a.m. to 11 p.m., check out the grill menu, and go home with great food, packaged drinks, and chocolate shop ice cream. Stay healthy and happy with Vitens Golfland. Hey, Rodo, you been down there to I-39 Supply yet? Is that that place Hubcap was telling me about with them trailers? Where's that at? You bet, Scooter. It's about five miles south of Portage in the middle of cornfield, just like me and your sister. Oh, man. I-39supply.com. Air conditioner overheated? Whether it's a quick fix or time for something new, you need a dealer who knows what it takes to keep things cool. And a Bryant dealer does whatever it takes. It takes attention to detail, the right tools, and friendly, knowledgeable service. Bottom line, it takes a Bryant dealer to keep your family cool. Call Tarkenton Brothers Heating, Ventilating, and Air Conditioning Service, serving all of Dane County. They'll do whatever it takes. Bryant, whatever it takes. The defense you're talking about, yes, always reloads, doesn't rebuild. Mm -hmm. It's the offense that we're wondering about. Yep. Running back's a question? Yep. Is that the biggest question for the offense? No. What is? Wide receiver. Wide receiver? You need the playmaker who can catch everything like Cephas could. Now, who, in your opinion, is going to be the guy toting that rock? Probably Jalen Berger. That's, I'm feeling Berger time, too. I is mean, it just because of what we saw of Jonathan Taylor, of come out of nowhere when he was a freshman? A, a little bit. And then it's also seen Nikia Watson where, I mean, he got his chances this year and really wasn't, he doesn't have the field vision that Jonathan Taylor did. I mean, the holes were there and he still was dancing around and wasn't much of a guy who was looking to go forward, um, even with the slightest of hole that he might be able to get through. Um so maybe with a little bit more playing time being the number one guy, that'll change. Uh, and after that, I mean, yeah, you got Julius uh, Davis back there who is an All-State guy here. Um, Coming Garrett, off a groin injury, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, that he, I believe he had surgery on. Um, who is the uh, Hunter? Um, well, you have Groshak will still yep. be there, but he's but, more of the third down Yeah, back. he's your third down guy who will be the guy who – when he's in there, you know he's not staying back there to block, so you can send another <laughs> another rusher uh, who will be unblocked at your quarterback. Um, the good thing is uh, Groshak will be that little 
uh, outlet pass that can then go for 20 yards on third and long, which is still amazes me that nobody guards him. Um, <laughs> and yeah, he'll, he's, he's not going to be your every down guy. Um, he'll be your two minute guy. He'll be your, uh, third down guy. Um, so you are saying though, it is your, the wide receiver though. It's, it's even though there's so much question marks surrounding the Wisconsin with traditional yeah, running back with who carries the offense. line, uh, the Wisconsin running back position will still be able to produce, produce, move that clock, and move the ball. So if we have a big-time wide receiver, because they're definitely going to miss a Quintus Cephas, is there a guy on that roster right now that's going to step up and, and get it done? Do you think it's going to be you know, Danny Davis? I mean... Yeah, yeah they still have some players. Yeah, they still have yeah. some players. It's just they haven't needed them, and those guys aren't really the ones you're looking at and saying, oh, yeah, that's my go-to guy. Well, wouldn't you say that? Jake Ferguson, there's a bunch of – there could be a huge jump. Well, I mean, that's also not wide receiver. I know, but it's it's, it's it's part of the passing game. Yeah, but I'm not worried about the tight end position. Wouldn't you say that Danny Davis and Kendrick Pryor have both shown flashes? Yeah, but yeah, they just they, they just haven't been a hundred percent consistent. Right. Well, is that because Quintez Cephas was there and he's the one that was the big target? Yeah. Um, so that uh, Cephas was always going to get the look. And you know what? They and trust spread, me. The, they the spread Badgers the ball don't out around more when he wasn't there. But. And when the Badgers, as an offense, don't pass the ball a lot, and you got a guy like Quintez Cephas who's going to garnering a lot of targets, it's, isn't it kind of hard to judge? You know, the Danny Davises and the Priors. I, yeah. I, f- I feel like you can use that excuse that. You know, Quintez Cephas was there. He was obviously the best wide receiver in the room. Therefore, he was going to get the most looks and touches. Yeah. But then you can go back to the season before when he wasn't there, and they were still inconsistent. Now, was that on Hornerbrook? Was that on Jack Cohn when they played? Or is it a little bit of both? Yeah. I For mean, both seasons. We were here. They just were inconsistent. This past season, we were hearing Jack Dunn's name more than yeah. uh, more than uh, Pryor and Davis. And even AJ Taylor to some extent, and that the the fatal four, the was, fatal four was more like the fatal one in Jack Dunn. <laughs> yeah, you just didn't hear a lot from no. those other guys, and you just need more consistency out of them, right? But when see, when Jack Dunn has earned more playing time than some of those guys, um, either they have to have a real hard reality check and say, "I got to set my game up." No offense to Jack Dunn, because I mean, that kid's put in a boatload of work. Uh, he works uh, out with uh, Brian Bott, who's a former UW strength and conditioning coach. Mm-hmm. And, like, he wor- he's got a gym in this area and helps a lot of student athletes, you know, better their games off the field in terms of conditioning and strength and all that kind of stuff and gets them towards that next level. Like, he's producing a boatload of kids yeah. uh, that are going D1. You could go to Chicago to hear about the Board of Trade, but isn't it easier to listen to Pam Yonke? This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Sunshine today, we're looking for highs around 89 degrees, but then as we roll towards Tuesday, a good 100% chance we're going to see showers and thunderstorms that could hang around until Wednesday morning. Tomorrow's highs 
86, Wednesday, 73. Coming up before 6 o'clock, they announced it last week. World Dairy Expo 2020 has been canceled. Uh, Not only does that take a real social element away from Wisconsin's dairy industry, Wisconsin agribusiness, it's a financial punch in the gut for a lot of agribusinesses, not just in the state but around the world, and for the community of Madison and Dane County in general. Talking about it with uh, General Manager of World Dairy Expo, Scott Bentley, our guest before 6 o'clock. I'm P.M. Yonke. Now, from the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on a Monday. So today is the 8th day of June. And on this day, back in 1867, Frank Lloyd Wright was born in Richland Center. Went on to be a fantastic architect, author, and social critic, and one that you'll still see expressed in buildings like Taliesin, as well as the Monona Terrace Convention Center. On this day back in 1984, a tornado tore through the community of Barneveld. Happened just after midnight. About 90% of the town of Barneveld was destroyed. 93 homes flattened, 64 damaged. 17 of 18 businesses and public buildings obliterated. It was called an F5 on the Fujita scale, the highest rating that a tornado can have. And it happened on this date in 1984. And now you know. Well, we want you to know, as far as agribusiness news is concerned, it's not just all about COVID-19. In reality, our Wisconsin pork industry's also got to keep an eye on something that they were alerted to in 2019. African swine fever. And they're at risk of suffering more economic damage if African swine fever continues to march around the world. The... Chief Veterinarian at the National Pork Board, Dr. David Pyburn, says that the U.S. pork industry could lose billions upon billions if African swine fever makes its way within our borders. We can look at dollar amounts, and that's what we've had Dermot Hayes at Iowa State University take a look at. And, and he's in looking at that, his estimates are that the pork industry could lose up to $15 billion dollars in the first two years of an outbreak of, of ASF. And then when you look out over a 10-year period, um, you're looking at probably somewhere around a $50 billion loss based on loss of animals, loss of product, and, and loss of, of our export markets. Dr. David Pyburn, the chief veterinarian with the National Pork Board, African swine fever, like COVID-19, originated in China. It decimated their hog population that they've been working on rebuilding ever since. It's not made it into the United States. It's not even made it into our hemisphere. But Dr. Pyburn says it's still a topic that pork producers have got to stay aware of. Coming up on 538, we'll take a quick break. Markets look a little mixed going into a Monday trade session. And our dairy, well, it looks like our product prices might be getting a signal that we're topping out as far as cheese and butter prices. I've got numbers in just a moment. Oh, my goodness. Did you see Bob's gorgeous soybean rose? Um, totally. I couldn't believe how clean, weed-free his entire field looked. I'm, like, so jealous. I heard he started using this new post-applied residual herbicide called Perpetuo. And it's burned down and long-lasting residual powers making his soybeans like literally the talk of the town. Ah, so Perpetuo's his secret. Yep. Talk to your retailer or visit valent.com slash Perpetuo to learn more. Always read and follow label instructions. 
Markets are a little mixed in overnight electronic trade this morning. Right now, we've got December corn trading up two cents at 347. November soybeans are up three at 882. July wheat, that's down a penny right now at 514 a bushel. Remember, this afternoon we'll get our latest planting progress report, not just for Wisconsin, but for the United States. And traders are going to keep an eye on what's happening as far as uh, weather-related issues. Uh, Taking a look at what's happening as far as our dairy complex, might be getting a signal from the trade that uh, we're topping out. Barrel cheese on Friday dropped a penny to 236. 40 pound block cheese was up two and three quarter cents, 255 and a quarter, while double A butter dropped nine down to a dollar ninety two and a half per pound. July milk is trading 11 cents lower this morning at 1856. August milk is down 18 cents at 1738 a hundredweight. Uh, December corn up two cents right now at 347. November soybeans are up three at 882. July wheat down a penny at 514. In the equity sales barn locations around the state of Wisconsin last week, finished beef steers ran from 79 to 85, topped at 115 per pound. Holstein steers, 79 to 87, topped at 92 cents a pound. Cows were generally ranging 40 to 55 cents, topped at 71 cents a pound. Holstein bull calves in the equity barns, 58 to 175 dollars per animal. Heifers, 35 to 95 dollars per animal. And the beef calves at 60 to 333 dollars per animal. Hey, today we are going to be making available our Wisconsin Needs Farmers yard signs at the Blaine's Farm and Fleet location in Baraboo. We'll be there at 2 o'clock till 4 o'clock or while supplies last. If you're on our list and want to pick up your sign there, you're welcome to do it. If you didn't get on our list but want to sign, you're welcome to meet us there. We'll be in the parking lot. Look for my Black Farm Report Suburban, trying to recognize social distancing, but making your yard sign available today. Two until four or until supplies last at the Blaine's Farm and Fleet location in Baraboo. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. There goes Pam Youngke across Wisconsin in her suburban truck. Thanks to Cleary Building Corp. They protect what you value. Visit clearybuilding.com to see the Cleary difference. Equity Livestock Cooperative. Marketing your livestock, financing your operation, and supporting the livestock community. And Wisconsin Farm Bureau is celebrating 100 years as the state's largest general agriculture organization. Join now at wfbf.com. Is it just me, or does Wisconsin weather seem to be favoring more lawn mowing ahead? I'm P.M. Yankee here for McFarland's in the heart of Sauk City, 780 Carolina Street. And I'll tell you what, if you want to push it, if you want to ride it, even zero-turn machines available now at McFarland's, they've got any style of mower that you're looking for in stock and available now. And if you need a little help with the one you've got, they're ready to service that one as well. All under one roof. Everything you need for mowing, McFarland's. Educated mortgage, the smartest way home. Call Dan, the mortgage man. When you're ready to buy a home, it's the right time to buy a home. There's no need to wait for extra money to put down or timing the market perfectly. The sooner you can own a home, the better off you'll be financially as you'll start saving money and creating net worth. Educated mortgage, the smartest way home. Call Dan, the mortgage man. NMLS number 222652. 
While being prepared is on the top of your priority list, add Englewood grass-fed beef as a key solution to your family's food supply. Englewood offers a broad range of options to deliver antibiotic and hormone-free beef from our farm to your table. Visit EnglewoodGrassFarm.com and click on the order page. Soon, you'll be stocked up on heart-healthy grass-fed beef. Englewood Grass-Fed Beef, farming to promote the health of our animals and our family of customers. She knows farming, and she'll put you in a headlock if you say different. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Well, you've heard it here. The World Dairy Expo canceled for 2020. I don't think that it's really a big surprise for anybody that's connected to the dairy industry or has witnessed that show, drawing about 62,000 people annually to the Alliant Energy Center grounds from about 100 countries from around the world. And there is kind of the hitch. That's, uh, talk about it with Scott Bentley. He's the general manager of World Dairy Expo. Scott, how long... I mean, obviously, COVID-19 came into all of our lives probably February, March. When did the board start talking about the game plan for 2020 and some serious decisions like this? Well, I would just remind your audience that we had our uh, annual meeting of World Dairy Expo board of directors in early March, and this wasn't on our radar screen. We were talking about all of the exciting initiatives that we had in place for Expo 2020, and then... A couple of weeks later, uh, COVID-19 uh, really comes across in mid-March. I would say uh, the executive committee, which is the primary leadership body of World Dairy Expo, would have begun discussions in April uh, along the lines of we need to begin to uh, scenario plan for the potential for not holding the event, and obviously optimism through April and May, but then when we really started to evaluate the forward Dane plan that's in place in Madison and Dane County. The reality, uh, the last week in May, became quite evident. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the other plans that you vetted in part to maybe have a World Dairy Expo. Walk us through that process because it's a very uh, intricate relationship World Dairy Expo has with Dane County and the Alliant Energy Center. Absolutely. I would say over the last four to six weeks as a staff and as the uh, executive committee, we have spent countless hours brainstorming for alternatives and modifications to World Dairy Expo uh, as we have known it for the, prior, uh, for the past 53 years. We've looked at reduced attendance. We've looked at uh, physical distancing. We've looked at trying to hold a virtual event. Uh, we considered uh, for a limited amount of time uh, holding the event in, in other locations, uh, but we came back to what is World Dairy Expo in the minds of our leadership and staff and certainly our stakeholders and attendees. It is the energy, it is the atmosphere uh, when you put 50 to 60,000 people together for a week uh, at the Alliant Energy Center in Madison. That is World Dairy Expo. And so we didn't believe that uh, holding a virtual event or a stripped-down event that, that our attendees would barely recognize was in the best interest of our brand and of the future World Dairy Expo. Now, this is going to come with financial ramifications, not just for World Dairy Expo as a show, but for Dane County. Walk us through what you're penciling out so far on that, Scott. Well, sure. Um, certainly for the organization, uh, we will... Uh, not have a favorable financial year in 2020, and we're very accepting of that. We made the right decision for the right reasons, 
and we have a balance sheet that has been built up through the decades that will allow us to withstand this sort of an event and, and you know, a once-in-a-lifetime, so to speak, event, and we're having it this year, uh, and we're prepared to weather that as an organization. As it relates to Wisconsin and the greater Madison community, it's a huge financial impact. Uh, our direct spend economic impact in the Madison community is somewhere between 25 and $30 million per year, and that's a function of our attendance figures. So we really drive revenue and economic activity uh, in central and southern Wisconsin directly because of uh, World Dairy Expo. Lodging uh, spend alone is approximately $13 million per year. Restaurant and retail spend is approximately $5 million a year, so it will have a direct uh, economic impact in a region and obviously uh, throughout the country that is already hurting in terms of reduced activity. Sometimes people forget about other events that are connected with World Dairy Expo. We have all of our breed shows and sales. We also have the intercollegiate judging activities, a lot of collegiate activities, period. Um, what feedback are you getting from those groups? Were they at all involved uh, in part of this decision-making process? I would say that those organizations were not directly involved in the decision-making process or the final decision that would have been made by the leadership of the organization. But certainly, they have been very supporting, very understanding. And it, uh, you know, I think to some degree, because they're in the event business themselves, they're not surprised with this unfortunate outcome. Uh, we, we do touch so many youth organizations and so many organizations across the dairy industry and across the upper Midwest and state of Wisconsin. So whether it's uh, intercollegiate judging contests or whether it's the 4,000 FFA students that uh, descend on World Dairy Expo at the beginning of the week or whether it's the 150, uh, excuse me, the 1,500 school tour uh, fourth graders that are participants, I mean, th this is really going to impact the fiber uh, of our local community and certainly our dairy community. Very much so. Scott Bentley along with us, General Manager, World Dairy Expo, which is canceled for 2020. I've got to ask you too, Scott, because of the commercial value of being at World Dairy Expo as an exhibitor, when did you start getting a sense that that was in jeopardy, perhaps even before the, the board uh, started to make conversations about an alternate show idea? Yeah, great question. So, our commercial exhibitor committee uh, has guided us during this process, and we have uh, held uh, one or two meetings with that leadership body who represents the 850 commercial exhibitors who will be participating at the event. Uh, and so they're very in touch with uh, travel restrictions, not only uh, domestically but also internationally. They're aware of their own company policies uh, in this regard. And, the signals that we were receiving were not favorable. You know, did that tip the scale? Not on its own merits, but the, the feedback from our commercial leaders has not been particularly favorable or optimistic about their ability uh, to uh, to put up a booth and to staff staff that booth with the right kind of individuals to reach the right kind of audience. So all of these ingredients uh, ultimately uh, went into the final outcome. Now, let's talk a little bit about uh, after October 2020. Is there any discussion about trying to wedge uh, Dairy Expo into another uh, month, uh, assuming using the same facilities as you said, or are we just basically going to try to wash the slate clean this year and focus all our energies on 2021? 
Well, realistically, I think that our plan today is to focus our energies on 2021. We have canceled the 2020 World Dairy Expo. The Alliant Energy Center facility, I believe, for the most part, uh, is not going to be in a position to hold large-scale public events until 2021. And as uh, we have been notified, that will be a function of uh, availability, uh, widespread availability of the vaccine for COVID-19. So we certainly have some headwinds uh, facing us in the future, but uh, there's some positive signs as well. And as an organization, what we're communicating to our exhibitors and attendees and stakeholders is uh, as we get into the fall, it is going to be full speed ahead planning for the 2021 World Dairy Expo. There are educational functions within World Dairy Expo as it unfolds in an effort to keep touch with your audience, both commercial and attendance, are you planning any way to reach out to that audience just to keep those relationships uh, together, Scott, be it uh, webinars or anything like that? Great question. And we certainly have considered that at length. What we believe to be the case and what our stakeholders and exhibitors have shared with us through the years is that the two anchors of World Dairy Expo are the Dairy Focus Trade Show and the World Class Dairy Cattle Show. And then in between, you've got all of the energy, all of the educational seminars and virtual farm tours, all the youth contests. You've got the people dynamic, and it's those three legs of the stool that create World Dairy Expo as we know it today. We do not believe that holding a virtual educational uh, space or experience for our virtual attendees uh, is something that they would grab onto and expect from World Dairy Expo at this time. There's some other organizations that do a phenomenal job of education and, and have that space uh, well taken care of, and, and we want to focus on an in-person event, and we want to do that very successfully in 2021. Now, speaking of those commercial exhibitors that had given commitment financially or otherwise for 2020, uh, what's the show policy then on handling them? I'm going to assume that there's not necessarily refunds, but instead uh, pay it forward, I guess we'd say, for 2021? We addressed that very question and uh, in the month of April, so long before our June announcement, and the board and leadership was very committed to offering full refunds to every contracted commercial exhibitor, sponsor, and any other individual or organization who has paid fees for the 2020 World Day Expo. So... Over the next few weeks, we will be returning in full 100% of all the booth fees, sponsorship uh, commitments, and every other fee uh, as it relates to the 2020 World Dairy Expo. We think that's the right thing to do for our dairy producers and our dairy industry stakeholders who are uh, you know, currently having challenging times out on the dairy and in the field, and we uh, are in a position to do that, and that is our policy moving forward. Scott Bentley, steering the ship as general manager of World Dairy Expo. So, folks, now is the time to write down on your calendar. Dates September 28th through October 2nd, 2021, for the 54th annual World Dairy Expo. I'm Pam Yonke. Sign up for daily agriculture updates.